Hey, we're talking about plot hole film criticism, which is that a thing? Apparently. Apparently that's a thing. Uh, your friends as always, T. Christie, my friend Riley Venifter. Hi. Michael Dorkman. Greetings. Scott. No, wait, I say greetings. What the hell? <laughs> it's Dork- a plot hole. Plot hole. Mike. <laughs> what up? And Trey the Amazing Stokes. What is going on right now? So on the forum, there was this conversation. It kind of, it kind of, I think it started because did Nostalgia Critic release a Transformers 2 episode or something? But there was a, there was a, a forum conversation. What started as like Nostalgia Critic and Confused Matthew, but then it became this overarching thing about like honest trailers and cinema sins and, and, and this style of film criticism that while it's a spectrum and it's just one little part of a film review analysis spectrum is this sort of call out shit that the movies are doing wrong or this movie sucks because that part's stupid sort of style youtube film analysis and review thing at perhaps at the expense of honest and good critique being a part of the conversation it's just ah this stuff now and whether or not that's a thing and how we feel about it the so- issue the issue i think really is is when you're trying to have a conversation about a movie and someone just posts the CinemaSins video. And it's like, yeah. well, that's not a conversation. You're just... Yeah. You, you, now or is that yeah. relevant to much of anything? Yeah. My thing with it is this. I feel as if the only danger, if there is one, in these kind of things being a very popular form of critique is that it's not actually engaging with the movie very thoroughly. Right. As and, so, a, and people as, aren't learning how to engage right. with the movie. It's, because you're talking about you're talking about red letter. Sorry to interrupt. But oh no, take you're, it away. You're talking about red letter media, and I think that uh, you know the Phantom Menace, uh, his Phantom Menace review came out sh- shortly after we had started doing this, um, and for me, I actually found it pretty influential in terms of like oh okay 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 cool and and started this you is know, story critique yeah yeah it's not like it, well, it came out it came background. out if i'm not mistaken it came out post our own Phantom yes, Menace episode which as ragged and early and you know garage band as you know we were at the time in our presentation he went right to one of the things that we also went to in yeah. ours and i'm yeah. not saying that he got it from us no that yeah, we yeah. independently both arrived at there's no main character in this yeah. movie yeah. that's that's kind of a major thing yeah for a movie to forget to have a main character so we both we both independently. I'm, I, I'm going to say certainly we didn't get it from him. I don't think he got it from us either. But I think we came at it from that level. Yeah. Of like, no, it's not that that shot was kind of cheesy. And yeah, it's and not it's not that, that Jar Jar's dumb. It's not that it's, that joke. It's the fact that this movie has, this is a movie without a main character. Let's start with that. Yeah. And then he came at it from that perspective, and so do we quite often. As exactly. opposed to yeah, and the, the thing that it was sort of stand opposed to is. The sort of thing you would happen to say in a Plinkett review or I posit a uh, uh, What Are You Doing movie commentary is a, a thing that comes about having tried to consider all of the sort of working parts of what the script is doing, why this is here, if the scene is important, and if so, why. If the scene is important, even though it's dumb, if so, yeah. why, etc. And there's a aspect we, of like wrestling with the movie and having the whole thing in your head and trying to have a kind of a comprehensive and, and thorough basically the opposite of superficial version of the movie in your head to make points about, as opposed to just kind of looking at something and pointing at it and saying, well, that's stupid. Yeah. It's not like that's not accurate. It can be totally accurate. It's just, it feels as if oftentimes these, these types of things can boil down to just being, is, the criteria is, well, is that stupid right now? Yeah, yeah that's stupid right now, <laughs> yelling. And that's sort of where it kind of ends a lot of the time. Right. I think, I think there's a difference. You know, I, I think... One thing that we nothing ventured, nothing gained. There's, really. there's there's pointing out a plot hole and going that doesn't make any sense. And we've done that before, but we, you know, it's it's in situations like in a Christopher Nolan movie or something. You, we point it out. And we go, okay, that doesn't make any sense. He all sh- he should be this or that or you know this is happening. But then we'll go, and yet it doesn't. 
we don't care that it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. And why is that? You know, and, and you go. Or sometimes we do there. care, and we go, okay, but wh- why do we care in this case versus yeah. this other case? Yeah. What's weird is I was I was telling Mike earlier. I tweeted this at one point that two of my favorite things to read for film, uh, f- favorite experiences of what I would consider hearty and good film analysis on the internet are fucking Mr. Plinkett and Film Crit Hulk. And it's so <laughs> yeah. weird that it's like the two that I would consider like best sources for this kind of conversation <clears throat> of the blog sort of generation are behind these really odd character personas for <laughs> some know. reason. It's like, where it's like it's the, like you the, don't the need hooker killing old guy in a wheelchair. You don't need those personas. Right. Just, yeah. you know, Honestly, in I, fact, those personas tend to get in the way for people. Especially, yeah. especially with yeah. Hulk. Yeah. I, 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 I love I, Film Crit Hulk, but Totally, I, don't, I can see. I, I, I don't read him because I, I can't. I can't. Film Huck and, I, and I don't really. I've, I haven't seen that much of Plinkett either. I haven't seen the late. Pl- but Plinkett I, in the last couple of years, I haven't really. But been I will say that that uh, you know, I, I this this idea of doing this this topic sort of stemmed from a, a lengthy film crit Hulk piece, mm-hmm. which I did just read. Yeah. And and as I do in the occasions when I do read film crit Hulk, I ninety percent agreed with pretty much everything he said. I was like, yeah, I yes. Same here. I agree. I read it too, but I didn't realize that they were having the conversation about that article, so I didn't think to like memorize what the point of the article was. Well, he it was a very lengthy one, but he, he talked about it was about it was the topic that we're addressing here is like this Is this a meaningful way to talk about movies? Yeah, and 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 it's entertaining certainly. I mean, you know, continuity errors are always fun like, well, look the cigarette did change links, but but it made me wonder, maybe again, want to, more than anything else wonder just like I do with Plankett want to know like okay who really is the person behind this caricature because they from my perspective hulk especially knows their stuff yeah hulk is either extremely well educated as the film business or is one of us on some level because because his sensibilities are they're actually very similar in terms of what he was saying um and he talked about how saying that the cigarette changes lengths and i thought this was such a great point and we've made it several multiple times on the show is like yes that happens, and it's not that the filmmakers were stupid, as you know. It's it just we we were cutting it for the performance yeah. and not for the length of her cigarette. In a perfect world, it would be her cigarette would have been the same length, yeah. but it just didn't go that way. We were actually getting the best acting moment and not the best cigarette moment, and because not to that's mention, what we were doing. If you should happen to be the sort of person who would be the opposite of that and be the filmmaker who focuses on every little detail and gets every little part of the thing right nothing's wrong everything's perfect we took her head from this and put it on that and put all this this gesture from that take and put it on the arm from this take and all that stuff you run the high risk of making a movie where you're not paying attention to the right shit as a director creative person and I don't want to just say the prequels but that's a thing (laughs) that was happening a lot in Clones and Sith where there's not fucking there's not a lot of continuity errors of the the (laughs) cigarette changes length types in those movies they replace that cigarette right And there's a broader problem that I'm not going to say as a result of focusing on the wrong things, but th- yeah, just but saying yeah, that those are two different skill sets. So yeah. and two different concentrations. And so it's perfectly possible for a filmmaker to be, especially with today's technology, to go in and go, that's the best take for performance, but the cigarette's wrong. So we'll just CG the cigarette. So it's right. And then the thing is, in those cases, we will never know, at least yeah. with movies. Yeah, it comes down. It comes down movies. to here's the. You know, as a filmmaker, the criteria always comes down to, is it enough of a thing that the average audience member will go, well, it'll be so jarring and so obvious that the average filmmaker will, the average film watcher will be thrown out of the scene we're trying to get them to watch. Right. And, and okay, if it's so glaring that her shirt is suddenly red, we better color correct her shirt. Yeah. Because whoops, that's kind of serious and that's important. But if not, you know, we let it go. It's, it's, you know, it's as when people critique, 
a personal pet peeve. We've all had it. I've certainly experienced it. Is I'll, 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 I'll use this example. Is when people point to an effect shot in any given movie and say, wow, boy, they really are a bunch of stupid people who did that effect shot that they didn't even spot that problem. It's like, here's a fun fact. Everyone in this room knows it. Everyone <laughs> in the business knows it. Any effect shot has been seen 70 times by 600 people. Yeah. We, we absolutely know what you're talking about. We just moved on. We just yeah. the shot had to be delivered. This, there was no the more producer budget. didn't want to pay the overtime. The time was up. Yeah. The, the director was perfectly happy with it, even though we told him it wasn't really that good yet. Any number of reasons, but it's never, ever that no one else has never seen what you spotted. One of, one <laughs> because of the, and everyone has seen it. And there are times there are times when it's also like, you know, you're you're spotting the problem. Because you you've just watched yeah. it you know multiple times, then you're like, oh wait, that that totally, and now you can't unsee it, of course. Yeah. But it's like there there are a lot of people, and and as a visual effects artist, I love these kinds of clients who are, <laughs> who just watch it through once and go past me on first viewing, yeah. and that's all that really matters for the audience. Well, so. it's, right. it's a sad it's a sad fact that that the way that I was trained in this business is unfortunately not valid anymore this is a case where i'm gonna have to go that's that's the old world and i have to kind of live in the new world right now because again when i came up in visual effects starting with creature effects which of course you didn't get to fix the frame you had to point a camera at a thing and Mm. do it and if it looked kind of crappy you had to just do it again um that's how we used to do it i know it's crazy now but but um you know right about then is when home video was just becoming a thing and you didn't have the internet, but we did have Fangoria magazine, and people could, you know, people would write to Fangoria magazine, and you would read, you know, six months after your movie came out, there would be like some letters in Fangoria magazine from somebody who said, "Yeah, I saw Pet Cemetery too, and it was really stupid because of no. um, you know, all right, fair enough." But then when home video started to become a thing, then you start. That's when this started. It, it wasn't possible before then. Right. You couldn't see a thing repeatedly you couldn't freeze frame a thing you couldn't watch that moment over and over again is she actually wait she's moving from here to there from that cut you couldn't do that because you could only watch movies whether in a theater or on television in real time one time and that was it you know unless you like watched it again six months later when they aired it so suddenly that was when it started we had people who had this ability to frame by frame in non-real time start to really scrutinize what was Mm. on the screen we called those people the children from hell. <laughs> that was our term. That was our term in the visual effects industry because they were freaking ruining the movie industry for us because like, well, of course, of course, if you watch a movie frame by frame, you're going to find mistakes. I mean, duh. That's insane that you would do such a thing and think that that means anything. Right. Um, that's a whole culture now. <laughs> that exists yeah. as a whole culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the in the forum, I think what Doc Sub and it was mostly Doc Sub and Pavlich and, and Herc and a few others who were having this conversation and where Sub's coming from is as a person who is studying film review and <clears throat> engaging in constant long form film review and analysis. His concern is that these types of videos and this type of of critique might become synonymous for most people with film review and film analysis. And, and it's, to some people it is. Yeah, exactly. And if, the, if, and if the, the question I would put to you guys is, do you feel like that that concern is valid? <laughs> and if so, if it's something to be concerned about? I, I, I think, yeah. My, my problem with it is that you can... It's starting to get to the point where uh, you hear people giving... It, it's not... It's not 
criticism. It's not engaging with the film. It's just like talking points. Like people will be like, I didn't like the movie, but they don't think about why. They just watch one of these videos and they go, oh, because of that. And you can always tell. Yeah, exactly. Who, you can always tell who they are because it's like you're talking to 12 different people who use the exact same phrasing about it. And it's like, okay, you all watch that video. It's like talking with creationists or something. It's like, well, you're not really thinking. <laughs> you're just you're just repeating you the thing. You all got that the you, memo. Yeah, you all got the it's memo. It's like they walk out of a movie they didn't like. They're like, I'm not sure why I didn't like that. They'll watch a a yeah. superficial sort of critiquey thing about which, it, which and then which it agrees like, with them because right, it didn't right. like well, it. It says bad. It says, "Well, this is dumb. This is dumb. This is dumb." Yeah. And they go, "Aha! Good. I knew it. It was dumb." Yeah. As yeah. Opposed, but you could make that As video to, about uh, Godfather. You could make that video yeah. about anything. Yeah, you yeah. could. Yeah, I'm sure you could. If they haven't already, I'm sure CinemaSins could make one of those. You know, they should. Fifty yeah. things wrong with the Godfather about the oranges yeah. being in the wrong. Oh boy, Citizen Kane! Wow, what a mess. Someone's going to tell us that they have done that. I'm sure. I'm sure. I would not be surprised at all. But yeah, I I think the key difference is it's it, ultimately it's it's the what is the substance of the criticism itself is it about the continuity and the, the you know children from hell like trey is talking about or are, is it story based or that ben affleck is in this movie and isn't that bullshit yeah well because because ulti- ultimately or tom cruise i, I fucking so many arguments about Edge of Tomorrow. They're like, yeah, but Tom Cruise. I'm like, shut the fuck yeah, up. That's just but he was weird on a talk show once. Yeah, yeah I know. It's like, first of all, it's like, okay. I, I was talking to a... It was like 10 years ago. I was talking to an adult friend of mine. And he was like, really? Edge of Tomorrow? I was like, I, yes. For, I mean, what do you need? Like 97 on Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> and every credible human that you know going, just go see it for heaven's sake. And he was like, really? Because Tom Cruise? I was like, name. what is your objection to Tom Cruise? And he, he, couldn't, he, he yeah. was weird on a talk show. Yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah. What, what's he done lately? Oh, there was a thing where he walked on the tallest building in the planet, and that was insane, like, last and year. And he actually did it. Yeah, yeah. and before that... For a movie. Did, yeah. <laughs> there was a time he played a Nazi in a movie that wasn't particularly popular, but he was rather interesting in it. It's like, what is your what is your problem with Tom Cruise? <laughs> I, that that would you would avoid an entire movie because Tom Cruise is the star of it. I also wonder... That's if this, a plus for me. But, That's a so, plus. So I, yeah. So, yeah, I think what, what I would... What I like to think that we do differently or that what we do is of, of value is finding the criticisms or the, the worthwhileness of the story involved, which is not to say that we go, oh, isn't that dumb or oh, isn't that a continuity, whatever. Because <laughs> we totally well, do. We do. Because we do. And that's fine. But, yeah. but you know, when you're talking about uh, the intent, the, the intent, uh, the, the substance of film criticism of that, you know, very weighty phrase, uh, as much as, you know, we exist in that arena at all is about the film's story and again to go back to the literally under the surface stuff well, not go, the surface stuff to go back to well, the, 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 structure, to go ba- the structure and not the surface yeah to go back to the Nicholas Meyer quote my goal when I tell you a story is why is for you to understand why I sat you down and told you that story in the first place and everything that flows out of that so was there a reason you told me that story in the first place how did the the performance and the direction and the story itself serve that function and if the cigarette changes length or not well that's that doesn't really fit into that equation. Uh, so some some people, are, and I honestly don't really follow film criticism uh, that much. Uh, but I do a bit, uh, you know, a little. Like I'll read, I'll, I'll watch the honest trailers and. I, I enjoy read. honest trailers. Honest, well, as we said, honest trailers is a little more satirical. Yeah, is a little more just for having you know having some fun. Does point out, I think. More valid than, issues, yeah. more valid story issues, and and real sort of like head scratchers about movies, as opposed to Cinema Sins, which is just literally just whatever they Nitpicks, can find. Yeah. But um, but I, I I take honest trailers as a comedic take on things, yeah. and not really a yeah. critical. Yeah. Take. I agree. Uh, I'm just, I'm just saying I don't follow film criticism enough yeah. right. to to. And I yeah. also I also just wonder if this is not reflective of like oh my god everyone's opinions about movies are going to be tainted 
more i think it might just be more a thing where not everyone wants to watch a movie that way like not everyone wants to watch a movie and really grapple with the stuff right. and that's uh, that by the way that's not like a qualitative thing i'm just saying like not everyone wants to and that's fine yeah. uh so it's not like it's taking away conversations that would have been had otherwise it's like most people don't have those conversations a lot of people would have a conversation like this about movies because everyone likes to see a movie and go have dinner and talk about it for a minute and move on everyone likes that and this might just be the sort of natural manifestation of the difference in how many people want to have a long i would say like arcane but just specific conversation about mechanics of story shit and who just wants to be like i you know she she was really hot in that movie and i thought that was kind of dumb and that's the whole thing maybe this is just the difference between how people watch movies not how they review them how yeah. they review them is just the result of how they watch them yeah i, sure. I definitely think there's a an element of overall priority or how much any individual person wants to to dedicate or prioritize how much energy they spend obviously we spend a lot of time and energy in doing this and we make them all the time and the people well the people who listen to us also spend a lot of energy relatively just in terms of listening yeah but most people <laughs> most people just aren't Thanks. going to rise to that level of of expense and if that expense is not worth it then that's fine so if somebody goes i don't i didn't like that movie and i don't really understand why and here's a two-minute video that sort of just validates why even though they may not what i'm feeling Complete may not actually be or whatever this, yeah. yeah but that's fine it's that's just the level of expense of time and energy and mental activity that you want to invest in it and that's that's up to each individual person i think i feel i feel i feel like part of it is uh some people expend a lot of energy on it to having really in-depth uh critiques and insightfulness and they see other people not putting in the same uh effort and they go well why why do they get to have an opinion because i'm putting in so much more work and that i don't i don't feel like that's valid and to mike's point earlier this this whole angle of the show that we're trying to figure out movies and all that shit started as an exercise for us yeah it still is to me yeah it's it's, it's more of a okay how did that work wait wait that's good take notes take notes how did that work sort of thing as opposed to we walked in the front door like here's we're going to tell you how to think how to think about movies this whole well the whole commentary podcast this is a different thing brian has been a well like a 200 episode long fucking workshop yeah brian was saying (laughs) you know what we do that's a value just to be clear i I, I take that as it's a value to me. Yeah. yeah. Everybody else who wants to listen to it. I don't know why the rest value. of y'all listen to yeah. it, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I, we're, not, we're not saying we're valuable to society. I, I'm using anyone yeah. who can take so, value the, from it. Any, any concept of, of, I don't know about you guys, but any concept of us as part of some, like, eventually, eventually somebody will write a book about early 21st century film <laughs> criticism oh god and maybe confused matthew and nostalgia critic will be in there well, and it's like, i yeah it the, the, i i find i find it impossible to conceive of us as part of that arena yeah. even though this conversation is kind yeah. of talking about that sort of thing for the it, record we're not on the we're same not. level we're, a we're not on the same level b i'm not gonna speak for them but i have no problem with these people i don't care like it's fine it doesn't yeah. actually offend me that these things exist uh there was a conversation in the forum about a distinction and I was curious about the distinction. I think the, pro- well, I think another thing that, that, uh, people who care about movies find upsetting about the popularity of that kind of criticism is the same that they find upsetting about the popularity of the fourth Transformers movie just came out and, and, you know, that kind of thing. And you look at it and you get, you know, it's the same as like, it's like movies can be so much more than this comma reviews can be so much yeah. more than this. Yeah. If you like, if you like food, you look at how popular McDonald's is and you go for Christ's sake. Right. <laughs> That's not even yeah. food. Why, why do you guys keep eating? And you know, but some people don't care about food. Oh, I, I'll, I'll eat McDonald's food? every meal of the day. Yeah, yeah, me too. I don't care about I food. make a documentary about it. 
<laughs> and for me, it's like I know it's bad, but I do when I when I. But today I'm just gonna have one, and I'm gonna enjoy it like crazy. I'm just gonna <laughs> love it so hard. You know, it's like yeah, I'll I'll watch it. You know, just like I'll watch a dumb movie. Like I know it's dumb, but yeah, you know, it's just gonna be lots of fun, and I'm sure. just gonna watch. This and one. that's that's okay. But there's also <laughs> there's there's a lack of. There's a lack of pattern recognition that goes on. There's a certain point where people constantly complain about how bad movies are. And it's like, well, maybe you need to stop doing that. Like, maybe you (laughs) need to stop going. And if all of you did, then it wouldn't be such (laughs) a problem anymore. But but because they don't, you know, there's a frustration where it's like, because you're not engaging and you just you're just seeing every movie in a vacuum. You're not seeing the larger pattern that you're like contributing to. Uh, I mean, it's a lot of people, you know, that's I think it's I think it's. Perfectly valid. Uh, Nick Mamatis is a, a sci-fi author that I follow on Twitter, and uh, it, you know, he was I've retweeted him several times because he was banging the drum for Edge of Tomorrow yeah. early on, um, and then he just retweeted the other day, and I retweeted it because I thought, yeah, he just crystallized. He goes, he goes, do you like science fiction? Did you see Transformers Four and not Edge of Tomorrow? You're an idiot, <laughs> and and so it's like yes, that's trenchant and really in your face, and and maybe a, a little, little provocative, a little provocative and unfair, but correct you know for that subset of people i mean the subset of people who are like transformers 4 is amazing okay god bless you go with god that's great the set of people like i don't want it i don't like science fiction i didn't see either one that's fine that's perfectly okay but for the people who if there literally is legitimately someone out there going i wish there was quality science fiction in movies who literally did see transformers 4 and didn't see edge of tomorrow that you that that person is yeah. being part of the problem it's like you are not walking the walk, if that's the case. If yeah. you literally are that person, you're not walking the walk. In the chat room, Pav and, uh, and Doc said we're having the conversation kind of again where Pav, is just, his contention is CinemaSins, and they have said, said they're not reviewers. And Doc's saying they are looking at movies and judging them qualitatively. That's what reviewing is. Yeah, and, if it's and, funny, it's a side note, but that's what reviewing yeah, and, is. And, and John is, is saying they're comedians. It's like, first of all, well, they're not funny. So that's, <laughs> uh, but, but the thing is, it's like there's no difference between between them doing it as comedians and people who think that they're reviewing a movie when they talk like that. That's and, a good point. And it, it, so it's like, you know, it's like when a, when a comedian makes like a racist comment, it's like, well, it was a joke. It's like, yeah, but it was also still a racist comment. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, and uh, there's a... Well, there's and a diff- or it's like, or it was in a context... Right. That when you when you reapply it, you're not putting it in that same context. Right. Like, and, but, hey, but well, he said it. It's like, yeah, he said it after... A half hour of building toward right. it, and, there was and there's an idea there's there. also there's also the context of like they're not. What what is the joke? What exactly is the joke? It, it'd be one thing if it were like if there were like a Stephen Colbert movie reviewer who it's like he literally says he misses the point. He misses the point entirely, yeah. and the joke is him missing the point. It's Onion a joke does, about the Onion does reviews. videos like that. They, yeah, they, they did do, one. Yeah. They did one for the. Fr- they did one where they were. Oh, this was hilarious. I'm glad. I, I'm glad you reminded me of this. They did one where they were breaking down the first scene in Saving Private Ryan oh, for like wow. five minutes, and it's amazing. And they're talking for like five minutes about how beautiful and how many takes they had to do to get that shot of the old Private Ryan walking through the graveyard at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> like the first scene. <laughs> It's not the fucking Normandy right. thing, and right. the Onion's whole thing is we're going to revisit the first scene of Saving Private Ryan, the totally playing on the scenes. playing on the fact that everyone thinks that it's that Normandy scene, and this Onion straight face misses the point so hard on it, and it's hilarious. I just wonder if yeah, but, maybe but the, like giving reviews where you where you that like, would be like Colbert does it's satire like, on purpose for funny. Yeah, is yeah you do it. You do a review of a terrible movie, and in talking about how much you love it. You're making the being clear about, about right. how terrible yeah. it is, and vice versa. Now, well, I know. wonder if it's just a thing where CinemaSins would not say that they are film reviewers, 
people who are interested in film review, I wonder if it's a thing where it's hard to tell if it's just shitty film review. Like it's trying to be film review, but it's not good at it. Yeah, it's like as opposed as opposed okay. as opposed to it's literally not film review. Well, we 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 talked in a in a previous piece about um, that there even is is probably should be a clearer distinction between film criticism and film review true. in terms of yeah. like yeah. being a little more true to what those words probably should mean. Yeah, because film criticism is like you know Roger Ebert is kind of in there in that level, and you know Armand White is Armand White clearly film criticism. Gene Shalit is film review. It's like, it's funny. It's got some laughs. There's no nudity. You can take your kids. Three men and a baby. That's right. You it's, should go see it. You shouldn't go see yeah, it. It's, yeah, it's pretty okay. And here's what's in it and blah. You know, review means, you know, yeah, what was that? Well, it was a blue car with red wheels. You know, that's, that's yeah. reviewing. And critiquing is, well, but the engine is clearly underpowered. And yeah, yeah. So, so there's, there, first of all, there's that distinction, which has already gotten muddy long before the internet got hold of anything. I mean, you know, television kind of muddied that distinction. And even people have accused, and somewhat validly, Siskel and Ebert taking criticism, but boiling it into thumbs up or thumbs down. Right. And and people saying, oh, that's what review is. Okay, so Three Men and a Baby, thumbs up, and, you know, this movie, thumbs down. And I'm a reviewer, too, now. And this conversation Whee! would have been happening then about the exact same thing. Yeah, and, and did, and, and right. certainly did. Um, and whether or not you know, cinema sins or or uh, or um, uh, honest trailers. Honest trailer, like I said, I think honest trailers is definitely going for the comedy. Cinema sins is yeah, let's have some fun by pointing out all these little things that are there if you really look at them. But there are people I would posit who, like you said, are thinking that is film criticism. Yeah. and are saying I am a film reviewer and let me tell you what I thought about this movie. Well, here's all the mistakes they made. And think that they're now they're movie reviewers too, and they're not. They're and Ben Affleck is stupid. They're freeze framing, yeah. you know, anal retentive morons is what they're being. That's not film criticism. Um, film critic Hulk actually pointed out a uh, uh, he talked about how you know people will here's my review because of this. I hated this movie because of this, this, this. In which he will go, in which and point cited some examples of because they missed. They didn't understand the movie. They, you know, they, they went on and on about this is wrong and then what a, what a stupid movie because of something that, you know, he, he has a whole spectrum of, yes, that's not how it works in the real world, but the movie, that's the world of the movie and that's how, what the, the framework that's of the, the story. That's the point the movie is making to the, you. That's the magic bean, as we would say here in our little world or whatever. But then there's also like, yeah, that's not quite completely realistic, but the filmmakers weren't, you know, they wanted to move on and, and you know, tell the story. But then there are people who are like literally will look at a thing that can be factually completely accurate and go, it's so stupid and it's wrong. And like, that's the worst kind. It's like you, you just you literally didn't understand the movie you saw. And you're I review- can't believe the boat sank at the end. Yeah, and your like, review the boat is actually sinks at the end. And I'll give you here's an example. Just like here's an example from uh, my own personal experience is um, when uh, there's a movie called 2010 Moby Dick. You might have heard of it. Um, <laughs> now, here's the thing. I, you know, famously, clearly feel free to look up the episode. I'm not exactly an apologist for 2010 Moby Dick in terms of, no, you should respect this masterpiece of cinematic <laughs> art that uh, I was... Uh, your artistic invo- vision. Yes. But yeah. it's like, you know, what we try to do in our, in our uh, piece about 2010 Moby Dick is go, yeah, I know. Yeah. Everyone goes, oh, those silent movies, they suck. Oh, those sci-fi Saturday movies, they suck. It's like, yeah. But, and, and Hulk kind of touches on this in the article we talked about. He'll talk about, but but understand the circumstances under which this exists. You know, understand... You know, let's 
what do we look at what they may have done correctly in this case you know look at look at what they were able to accomplish considering the difficulties that they were facing um so when the when that movie came out uh i like you do oh well let's check out the reviews and the reviews oh, were Trey, why no because it was very <laughs> educational for me and actually it was overall it was a very positive experience because so many there were two kinds of reviews one's like this movie sucks okay it does i'm not i can't argue with you um it kind of does uh but then there were the people who i respected more because they said i've seen a lot of asylum movies this one sucks too but a lot less than their normal ones. <laughs> to which I said, "Bravo! I, you know, you you caught that. You know, there was the one reviewer like, God bless him to this day. He said, uh, he said, you can see a director trying to do something good. <laughs> and I was like, that's so sweet of you. But then, but then I was like, I, I literally I, I, on Twitter, I was like, thank you, dude. I, I, I was too. You caught that. But, but on the flip side, there was a podcast review that. You know, I, I'm I'm not a total fool. I didn't like you know respond to it and you know pull a full uh, you know uh, orchy on them and go like no you're wrong, but they were clearly wrong because because well <laughs> Trace skypes into yeah, the exactly. podcast because here's what they said they're talking about yeah we saw you know, 2010 Moby Dick and you know, it's all about submarines and updating and whatever their setup was and then and it was the fact that they were like snarky and shitty about it too which is the tasty tastiest part um, nom, 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 nom. yeah is they were like well okay so anyway i if only the filmmakers had understood that submarines have something called sonar and that was exactly how they said it every time they said the word sonar it was like that so it was like so when you don't know where the enemy is you use your sonar and this movie clearly they don't understand that there's such a thing as sonar and i was like um, yeah, sonar if, would alert everyone. If it was there. me, I would go. Actually, there's two kinds of sonar. There's active sonar and <laughs> passive sonar. sonar. And the difference between the two, and when you use which, and the strengths and weaknesses, is a major part of the plot of 2010 <laughs> Moby Dick. To the point, it's one of the things that I focused on. That we were very clear about the distinction between active and passive sonar, and why you use one and not the other. And half the movie is about that. <laughs> so they kind of missed the exit on that. Point. Yeah, they kind of kind of, you know, went straight to the gift shop on, uh, you know, it's like <laughs> it's like of all the things you could say about 2010 Moby Dick and there are plenty and I will help you find them. That's the, that's the <laughs> thing. It's like it's like I will lead you on a tour. Don't, yeah. don't accuse me of things I didn't do. Yeah, that's exactly. All the, one of the few things I did. <laughs> was make sure we tweaked the script so that the sonar thing was at least within the realm of accuracy. Well, Go- going back to uh, visual effects, uh, what we were saying before about visual effects, people, uh, guys that work in the asylum visual effects department say, yeah, so we're better than what actually ends up in the movie. Yeah. We, we, we do that. And some of them oh, are, yeah, and no, some no, of them, no. some of them are not good, but they're very, they're very good VFX artists in, in their department as well. Yeah. And I've had one of them, more than one, tell me, lit- literally said this. You have to be better to pull it off. We, well, we we have to deliberately make them worse for them to pass the producer review. They they want them to be worse than we ultimately can't you know, We make them and they go, yeah, you got you got to make that worse. Because that's part of the brand, I guess. But Maybe just they, continuity, too. They, if, if, you were to, if you were to look at a the visual effects real of somebody who's been at the asylum for a while and is good. And you see shots that they've done for an asylum movie. Those, the same shots that are on their reel will be a better version than what is <laughs> in the movie itself. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they'll just stay after and fix them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to the point Trey was, or making. they'll do it right the first time yeah. and then dumb it down like the pink lampposts that we've talked about before. Yeah. The, uh, 
and yeah, yeah. And so that's so when so when then you go and say oh the visual effects artists at asylum are sh- why are they so bad and why do they hire better ones you <laughs> oh i could go off for like an hour on yeah. that the, exactly. the, yeah the thing the, 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 the thing is, is like you don't uh when you're criticizing something or when you're you're discussing something people especially in film criticism don't always understand what the actual incentives within the environment are yeah. and you don't understand you're that's that's the thing is like if you if your film critique if you believe you're doing a film critique clearly shows that and and hulk touched on this at length in the thing too and i was like bravo if your review clearly shows that you don't know how movies are made yeah where you can go how is this possible it's like well that's part of the process that you know that thing you're pointing out that's like oh such a heinous unforgivable mistake is like that was standard that's how movies that's what happens that's that's normal um you know, as, as Hulk pointed out, it's like, yeah, so every time you go, oh, the cigarette's different length, there are squadrons of people whose job on set is to make sure the cigarette is the same length as much as possible. So notice the fact that often you don't get to point that nitpick out yeah. because most of the time they get it right. And, you know, and the, this and when, thing that doesn't actually matter, yeah, they and, get right. Yeah, and when they don't, it's for a reason. There was a reason. It wasn't because no one gave a shit. If it's any kind of a real movie, obviously, if yeah. it's you know, someone's backyard video, anything goes. But, you know, a $100 million movie, it's not like the cigarette thing didn't get by, you know, slipped past. And you, thank God, you came, Mr. Internet Man or woman, to, you know, tell us why Inception sucks yeah. because, you know. There's a, there's a person, that's who this, for, for people. Yeah, it's a know, job. That's who the script supervisor is. It's yeah. a person who sits there with the script and goes, you, he took a sip of his drink with his left on the, hand on the last day with his left hand after he said that line. So when we turn around, yeah. he's got to take the sip or, with his left hand on yeah. that. And line. they were or like they hadn't had a bite of pizza at the beginning of the line, but had by the end. Yeah. yeah. And also, and, and anything that involves interaction, the prop department, if they're good and they are, they're also monitoring that. They're they're right there with a, another slice of pizza with one bite taken out of it, yeah. going, "Okay, yep. let's go again." Bang. You know. And so when, and so when you see that not work. Chances are, what you're seeing is the editor- best take. Well, editorially or editorially, a conscious editorial they choice. A- they yeah. agonized over it for about a day and a half, going, "Well, I really want to drop out those two lines, but that means the pizza is going to suddenly jump in continuity." Well, if you sort of stay off the pizza for a couple of lines, you know, people, right. w- normal human beings won't notice yeah. that another bite somehow got taken out of the pizza, even though you don't see her take that bite. Because the thing we're doing here is telling a story and not making a documentary about the process by which a pizza yeah. gets eaten. So it's perfectly yeah. fine to like say, oh, look, there's a continuity error on the pizza. Isn't that yeah. interesting? And there's probably a reason for it. It's another thing to make that your review of the movie. Then that just shows you're ignorant of what movies are and you, you're not a credible reviewer of any kind. I'm not alarmed by the existence of these things or anything like that. Uh, I'm sort of like down the middle between uh, the two sides of the conversation in the forum. Uh, I, ha- I tend to not really like people shouting at movies as a form but i don't also hate it but the thing that We've really fallen does into it a few times oh yeah but so. yes we have and the thing is we like, have not the huge the huge like <laughs> Shut the, up. The, the huge disclaimer here is we're not considering ourselves in this conversation not because we think we're above it it's because we, we think we don't qualify to be in it that's not <laughs> we're doing a different thing here we're recusing ourselves but the thing that i do get annoyed by and it's to trace point where it's like if you're going to be kind of shoutily mad about things that well that's so stupid that the movie pulled that off and then it's like what you're saying isn't even accurate that just bugs me on like an intellectual level one of the i was watching a few of them just to sort of review and one of them uh i won't point out who uh but i was watching the thing for armageddon that they had done and one of the points like among several of the points that were would all function on this exact same sort of theory that i'm talking about right now was that 
it was incredibly dumb, like shout at it dumb, that they didn't just fly the ship straight to the meteor <laughs> and land on it or asteroid. They slingshot it around the moon. They should have driven up to it and done that. And I and like shoutingly pissed off about this plot point where I was like, okay, just to engage you on this, and I'm sorry. <laughs> if you're flying at say sixteen, eighteen thousand miles an hour towards towards an <laughs> asteroid that's presumably flying at you at say eighteen it's for fun, eighteen thousand miles an hour. That means you have to slow down eighteen thousand miles an hour and then regun back up to eighteen thousand to catch up with it again. As opposed to you can main- not hit you or you can maintain that velocity within about a 1000 mile an hour sort of differential swing shot around the moon and you don't destroy your fuel <laughs> like and you sort of at least are giving like, a wink to the laws of physics in general. It's not even like they did the neutral thing and this is the dumber thing. We'll make fun of it. It's not even like they did the neutral thing. That's the smartest way to do that orbitally. That's the one that makes yeah. sense when that's the thing that you're railing on because the movie's dumb about it. That, I just get sort well, of that's like annoyed. The, that's based like the on, sonar argument. Yeah. It's like, no, yeah. you don't know right. what sonar that's what it, is. It was yeah. reminded by that. And yeah. other things along the same lines where it's like, well, that's just like that. This is the thing that you're yelling about is annoying to me. Not that you're yelling about it. Yeah, you, you clearly and, don't understand what you're claiming the movie got wrong. And, and, and so it's like, fuck off. but even that it's like, you know, you're talking about the, the whole sonar thing. It's like but, uh, setting aside the <laughs> fact that he. The, you know, this reviewer missed half the movie, apparently, <laughs> to to make this point. It's like, okay, let's take it as read that I screwed up the sonar <laughs> yeah. thing. Fine. Yeah. What else you got? What? But, you know, it, it generally in the movie, it's like, then what? Yeah. So, but I'm still trying to tell you a story. <laughs> what did you think about that? Yeah. And he's like, I, uh, what? You know, basically is, is what that level of right. uh, criticism, so to speak, comes down to. It's It's not engaging or not... And and maybe fair enough, the film is not engaging, and that's what you're trying to wrestle with. But you can't figure out why, so you just go, "Well, I sh- I didn't like the way they did sonar." And it's like, "Well, I don't think that was actually your problem, though." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially think- since you're just wrong. What <laughs> yeah. you're saying is not correct and didn't actually happen in the movie. A so, little while I think ago, I, I, oh, go ahead. I, yeah, I think maybe what it comes down to uh, is the fact that humans have a really hard time saying the words "I don't know." No, if you come out and go, "I really didn't like that movie," and I'm not sure why, people have a really hard time doing that. So instead, they will latch onto the, "Oh, well, clearly, a filmmaker doesn't know how orbital mechanics or sonar works." And you go, "Well, do you know how sonar <laughs> orbital mechanics?" <laughs> yeah, no, but I didn't like the movie, so exactly. I, I need something. Exactly. What, fil- as, as opposed to just being able to say, "I didn't like that movie," and I'm not sure why. Yeah, like just the uh, and when you have of a human being to go I don't well, know and when you can do that then you can have these conversations exactly and we've talked out. about this plenty of times in plenty of ways on the podcast all along it's like yeah and for that matter it's like Phil Plate is known as the bad astronomer because he talked about how stupid it was the way they slingshotted around the moon in the very specifics of how they talked about it. Yeah. Yeah, theory, on, a, on a Kerbal math yes, level. Yes, exactly. On a astrophysicist level of understanding of the issues involved, he's qualified to go, yeah, they kind of were pretty fast and loose with it. It's not like it's a ridiculous idea. It may be a currently physically impossible idea, and it may, you know, but there's, you know, but that may be because. There's no way the events in Armageddon could possibly happen unless you made all kinds of logical leaps. That's not what Armageddon's about. Armageddon's not about a treatise on orbital mechanics. Armageddon is a thrill ride, an adventure story, and you know whether it's a successful one or not is a different conversation and a valid one. But to say that Armageddon sucks because you uh, literally think a less plausible way of getting <laughs> to the asteroid than the one they used is the problem... 
then you're you're really not really giving much of a valid criticism. Yeah. Previously in the chat, a little while ago, Herc had asked, and this will apply to both filmmakers and Hollywood moguls who get to greenlight movies that go into the long sequels, and also people creating these review projects. So if, if you take it as a given that, say, 90% of people aren't going to want to interface with things on this level anyway, just as a rule, that's not the thing they want to dedicate their brainwaves to, should you take that into account? They clearly do. Yeah, exactly. Well, movies, certainly. Yeah. But, like, they benefit from the so fact... like, does this make any sense? Fuck you. Just do it. It's right. all right, because 90%, sure, 300 million opening weekend for Transformers 4. That's global. So, because no. if the answer is... <laughs> global. No, because if God. the answer is they should take... make the, 100 million in America. Yeah. If the answer is they should take that kind of thing into account and make product for the largest possible audience who will watch anything like that product, then the answer is there's going to be a lot more of these kind of youtube critique things than honest, huge, big, you know, treatise film analyses anyway. I, I think well, lowest common denominators exist everywhere. Yeah, exactly. So, so if that's the case, then this isn't a thing to be complaining about. We should honestly be celebrating the fact that anything else exists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and that's, the, that's the system we have is that less other things exist than previously existed because somebody figured out that this is the more uh you know the the better economic incentivized system you know well people are making more money at this than they right. were before it's like when when someone figure- may be a better movie but transformers 4 makes more money when someone figured out that if you do a numbered list your article will get read a lot more than it would otherwise everyone yeah. started doing a numbered list yeah that didn't stop the existence of just long-form journalism and, and fun comedy articles on oh, the internet. But didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the point, though. It didn't stop it. It just became it the buried, standard, and then you would find the gems elsewhere. It right. buried the signal in more noise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And maybe that's all that's going on here. I mean, this is the thing that was always going to happen. It's, same with uh, clickbait uh, titles. Yeah. Like somebody yeah. figured out how to write a clickbait title, and now that's all you see. Yeah. Uh, and it's impossible. Even to, people who are like, I, I really hate that we have to do this, but if we're yeah. going to stay competitive in this in this market. And that's and that's similar to what I was saying a while back is like, I would prefer that I still lived in a world where people couldn't freeze frame movies. And you just no, you got to, you know, like 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 Clockwork Orange, you just got to sit there and actually watch it go by in real time. I know that sounds crazy, but that's how you have to experience it. And also, this you movie. can't go back and watch it again unless exactly. you go to the theater. You only get to watch it one time and then you have to go home and then feel, and however you felt about it is how you feel. Um, you know, I wish that, and it still is the case. I mean, at least a sizable <laughs> portion of movie making is, you know, you, you, it's for people who have to watch it in real time and have to sit there and go, I can't pause this. Are you kidding me? How do I, I can't deal, but there's still at least that we have that, but we also have to, you know, it is just a given. We have to, I have to accept. We all have to accept that perhaps five times as many people will see that same product on video and will freeze frame at their leisure and speed through and so on. So it's, it's nowadays we, you do have to kind of, recognize that that's part of the world now and that's part of the system um i'm not aware that it really makes me do anything differently though it just makes me go yeah i'm gonna hear from those jack offs and who cares you know that's just life (laughs) you know but but fuck those people being being one of those people i think is its own punishment because what kind of human does that i mean if you're gonna be one of those people that's fine no true scotsman would exactly but uh you know it's like I I think it's it's as long as you can still go to the theater and they won't show the movie real slow just so you can find all the cigarette mistakes. Um, 
I still will. The, the filmmaking rules will still apply. Like, for example, with Phil Tippett, and I, I used this yesterday, and it's, boy, it'll save you a lot of time. One of Phil Tippett's rules of filmmaking is nobody sees the first eight frames. And that's any, uh-huh. any cut. Don't get crazy about the first eight frames because it takes your brain that long to go, oh, a cut happened. So if you're sitting there, if you're like a special visual effects artist, if you're sitting there and you're just agonizing over the first eight frames, you're probably wasting your time. Unless it's egregiously wrong. But if like, oh, I got to fix that edge on frame two. No, you don't. You really don't. (laughs) Unless it's unless it's a deal breaker that your eye will go right to. Don't well, the, worry. Well, about the bummer it. about that is I don't get to decide whether or not I have to pay attention to it because my supervisors don't know well, that. Thing. Your supervisors should always be putting your shot in the cut of continuity. Yeah. Well, yeah, they should yeah. always be doing that. And so, because I do that, you know, I'm doing an effect shot for a friend right now for his movie. But I always like before I get crazy with it, I put it in the cut and go, "Oh wow, I didn't even that thing." I thought I, you don't even hell with it. You can't see it. And yeah, somebody can freeze frame it later and go, "Oh look, on the first two frames, you can see that the airplane isn't even." And I'm like, "Yeah, good for you, dude." I'm out. Whatever. You know, I don't care. <laughs> you can be that guy. It doesn't change my life at all. I don't have to make. I'm Come not. On. I'm, I'm not making the check, baby. I'm not making the movie for you, whatever the, your trip is. So that's so that's perfectly fine. So. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a I think it's perfectly fine as a parlor game to freeze frame and go. But but you should do it. I think if you're an educated person and not just a, a douchebag, you should do it like we do, like all of us do to go. Look what they got away with. Look yeah. how in the first four frames, the guy isn't even in the car, and yet I didn't even spot that when I was watching the movie. Isn't that a brilliant, isn't that genius yeah. what they did? That editorially they realized that they could start the cut there, and even though it's clearly wrong, <laughs> you, should, you should respect movie mistakes yeah. from that standpoint for the most part. What's weird is among like my favorite things to read in the, in the entire internet universe uh film crit hulk is probably my favorite guy to read talk about movies like i i always i have a uh, i have drew mcweeney over at uh, motion captured on hitfix bookmarked i check him every day and i check fucking film film crit hulk every day because every five weeks he puts up a new article write faster guy that has other yeah. things to do or write <laughs> but, less yeah well that too and i i'm the i'll be, be the, i'll be maybe. the first to say that i totally understand when when folks don't want to sit through a an incredibly long article or b one that's written with that style all or caps, c yeah. all in caps it's counterproductive um, that way. but Can't i was when i got through that sort of threshold and just for the record i put stylebot on my whole badass digest thing and just broad lowercase to the entire website <laughs> um uh I, I really really like the writing that film crit hulk has done not not just on movies he talks about just theory shit a lot too and he, he had a, a really great incredibly long article about rape culture and that kind of came before the larger conversation and the yes all women stuff happened and it's an excellent article and i love film crit hulk i'm still baffled by the fact that he is film crit hulk <laughs> like i'm i'm reading a guy who writes in all caps in like f- like third person's first person in weird grammar <laughs> but makes these really salient points and i get the joke about it and it's funny but you know at a certain point i can't expect people to read it when i link them to that because it's kind of impenetrable but i'm just i'm so enamored by the fact that this exists in the first place this kind of interesting entrenchant film observation and analysis shit going on behind this goddamn closed door of a style affectation awesome like I'm if I'm going to read a review or participate in like an online conversation about movies, I'll either well do one of the shows mm-hmm. or be like come up like in, and read like Drew McWeeny or Film Crit. Uh, those are the ones that I tend to go to a lot. I'm not much well, for Drew McWeeny is someone who had a persona and eventually said, surprise, I'm just a yeah. real guy. And Moriarty, managed yeah. to, you know, I, I, I was just going to say, I, I hope that soon 
like maybe tomorrow Hulk can do that <laughs> and go, okay, enough with the all caps. Look, I'm just going to not do that anymore. It's, it's like, I was Chaz Palmentary the whole time. Yeah, the whole time. I was. Uh, Which, by the way, tell your friends, Film Crit Hulk is actually is Chaz actually, Palmentary. Is Chaz, it's, we, it's we're him. pretty sure. I was, I was We've worked it out, people. If you look at the clues, they're there. I wouldn't be at all surprised if it was uh, Paul. I bet Paul is Film <laughs> Crit Paul Hulk. Is Film Crit Hulk. <laughs> I, at one point, I did like legitimately go, wait a second. That might actually be Paul. <laughs> but then like later, I read a thing where I was like, okay, it's not Paul. But I, damn it, that was weird. I thought Paul was Plankett. No, Paul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. Brian, you don't do much in terms of like reading analysis and shit like that i don't really um i mean some some analysis but reviews absolutely not i mean i just i i guess it's just because i feel like i they're probably not going to tell me anything about whether or not a movie is good i can probably figure it out for my own um maybe that's maybe that's snobby on my part or i just (laughs) think i'm better than everybody else but really i Certainly, does not say that there's not a lot of interesting uh, film criticism to be to be had. The little of film crit Hulk that I have read is like, yeah, that's that's really insightful and really interesting. I just can't get past the gimmick. Uh, I never. I don't ins- blame you. I never installed the the style. Uh, oh, it's awesome. Thing. <laughs> uh, Everyone get Stylebot for Chrome. Yeah. Um, you can do all sorts of shit. Uh, and then otherwise, I mean, I feel like I feel I feel like just well, like, you like having- reading like William Goldman books and shit like that and like yeah, i haven't even done that a long time stuff. basically i like not lately but for you know from about the beginning of us doing this show you know for several years i was really actively trying to figure out storytelling like obviously through the course of doing this show and then also on my own like trying to read as many of screenwriting and theory books as i as i could to to get a sense of it for the record when we keep saying this show we mean the other one <laughs> what do you know <laughs> yeah what are you doing movie not this well, so it's yeah. all the same show this is the off-topic one yeah yeah yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. um <laughs> so but you were, did, you did the but, cinema but I, sins of this episode brian called it the show when he meant the other show no. yes ding ding <laughs> uh so yeah for my part i was really trying to actively like the, the best way i can think to describe it is figure out the engineering of a story like approaching storytelling as like, how do you engineer the pieces of a story to, to create a functioning story machine? Uh, and I feel like I have, for, for the most part. Um, I feel like I've figured out that puzzle for myself. So, um, it's just no longer an item of interest for you, right? It, it's it, honestly, it's more like there are other puzzles in my life that I want to figure out right now. Like, mm-hmm. I'm really obsessed with economics at the moment because economics is this puzzle that's I haven't figured out for myself yet and I, i'm trying yeah. so that's what like I'm, I'm my obsessions with so at night i'm not reading film criticism stuff i'm reading economics criticism stuff it's just it's just the puzzle that i'm trying to figure out yeah mine i'm just wrapping up music yeah mike when you read internet movie stuff what do you tend to read i kind of tend not to because i don't want to i i, I mean I'll read up if if we're working, you know, if we're going to do a movie or something like that, I'll read up on that. Or if I've just seen a movie that I'm really, that I was really fascinated by, I want to know about the behind the scenes stuff. But um, I'll I, occasionally read like an Ebert thing just for like the historicity of, oh, look what Ebert said about sure. Twister. I'm cons- <laughs> I, I, I'm very concerned about how easy it is. Even with good film criticism, it's like it, it can quickly turn into navel gazing. And it's like, well, if I want to tell... It, if I want to make movies, if I want to tell stories, I have to tell stories about the human condition and, and people. You know, that's what makes stories worth telling. And it's like, uh, but if you just get into a feedback loop of all I know about that is what other movies have said about it, then I you can't really do anything really worthwhile that way. So for me, it's sort of like I try for every for every time I read like a book about 
you know, film or film history or screenwriting or anything like that. I try and read like three books that have nothing to do with any of that. Right. Uh, you know, whether they be fiction or nonfiction uh, or whatever. So, um, I it's the, you know being in this in this conversation, it's more about the stuff that I just see happening when I see people posting mm-hmm. on Facebook and what I see that I, and I will. You know, in our community, people will post about Film Crit Hulk and a bunch of the people I follow on Twitter because that's kind of, you know, self-curated. The people who right. I find interesting um, will will do that. But for the most part, just casually, you're going to see a lot of CinemaSins and you're going to see, you know, Honest Trailers, which is not as bad. And, um, you know, I only, I only ever ran across Confused Matthew because YouTube got confused and I was trying to watch some <laughs> Red Letter Media stuff. And it was like, you know, one of his early Star Trek reviews. And it was like, here's part three. And I'm like, okay, part three. And we get like halfway through it to be like, like he doesn't sound like the same person. And mm-hmm. his attitude is completely different towards this film all of a sudden. We were like, oh, it's the wrong. Th- Good. Because I thought he'd suddenly had a stroke and become an idiot. So we- <laughs> <laughs> He changed personas yeah, halfway through. Exactly. I think I'm having a stroke right now and I'm going to be confused afterward. But, I know I don't um, sound any different, so, but I swear this is my stroke voice. Yeah, I don't... I- <laughs> I don't know, not too much stuff. But I want to address one thing that's been going on in the in the yeah, uh, the chat room's having its own one thing, thing going that's on been right going now. on in the chat room. They're having an Stop argument. It, you guys. They're having an argument about Cinema Sins because uh it is John Pavlich's contention that Cinema Sins is satire like Stephen Colbert and he is wrong. No, um is I'm sorry. Not that. It is not that because because and and people who are trying to defend it they're like, "Well, what is it satirizing?" It's like you know, internet culture. Well, no, it's not really. Yeah, and then, again, you know, Fireproof Fireproof is the one saying, well, I've seen the exact same kinds of comments they make in those videos, you know, on, on message board forums and stuff like that, people making them. I'm like, so... B- how is it not them just making those comments yeah. again? Like that's, it's not, that's, that, that could be argued to be repeating with sincerity. Yeah. Not repeating to point out the... Yeah. It, you, have to, you have to push it. What Colbert does is he'll repeat the talking points, but he'll push them so hard. He'll... he'll Reducto you know, ad absurdum. Yeah. He'll push yeah. them yeah. so hard that it's like, okay, he'll say the talking point, and then he'll say the next thing that logically follows from it to show that last thing I said... Is clearly absurd. Like I, he, yeah. he makes absurd. Which, and which is the point? Does of, not do that. Which is if the point of satire, what, and it's like right. that's 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 the fundamental difficulty of satire, and that's why honestly, like Stephen Colbert and the Colbert Report is the best writing on television, and it's like, so hard. It's, it's so it's hard. Incredibly it's incredibly hard. A fine you, line to you, walk, have, yeah. you have to you have to surmount pose law itself right yeah which is you have well, to make it you have to which say is even harder today than it was before you have to say exactly the opposite of what you mean while making it clear within right. that context yeah. that that's what you're doing if what cinema sins is doing is equivalent to satire in the same way that what colbert is doing is equivalent to satire yeah. that won't work it's not, it would only work you if, can you can it would, argue, it would only work if what if colbert's show was actually indistinguishable from bill o'reilly's show like literally it yeah. it, it, it just it is, is that yeah show. Some people it is yeah. just as just as there's that whole website which I check out every day for people who can't tell that onion articles are not real. Right, people yeah. who just can't tell the difference between the real world actually and an unbelievable. Article. Yes, literally, 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 literally unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah. It's, it's amazing website. So yeah, I don't buy into the it's it's satire. 
I mean, maybe you yeah, can. I don't think you, satire. I mean, as a you cinema, if, if they're trying to make it satire, they're failing. Cinema Sins is, you know, it's a cataloging of every little nitpick you can do about a thing, which is perfectly valid to do. And I watch them because I find it, like I said, I find it kind of amusing. Like, wow, that she is totally driving a different car. I never <laughs> would have noticed that because I'm a normal human being who, you know, has touched girls and stuff. But the, the, <laughs> the, the, the idea is, there's, and there's nothing wrong with what Cinema Sins does, as we said. The issue is when if someone else thinks that is in any way valid other than here's just a bunch of stuff we had way too much free time to spot that somehow that a movie gets that treatment is therefore a bad movie just because it yeah. has continuity issues in it and you know or whatever. Now sometimes the cinema sins sometimes also they'll, they'll also address plot issues, won't they? Yeah. As well, yeah, like, why will. doesn't she know that he because they already? Yeah. yeah. Why that, doesn't he go there and, and that, do that? And that yeah. can be perfectly valid, but those are lumped in with cigarette length issues, and yeah. you know she changed sweaters. When did that happen? Which is not valid cinema criticism. It's just valid sort of interesting. Ah, movies are made by human beings, and you know if you'd like to know why her sweater changed. There's a reason yeah. it didn't happen randomly. Here's why that happened. It's, but it doesn't mean it, it. also doesn't mean that the people making it are morons. Who it are doesn't mean they're unaware. Job. There's a there's yeah. a story also um, in in American Psycho where editorially there was there was a scene. They had several scenes in like clubs where people were talking right. and they went and they were trying to shorten things and tighten things up. And they went, well, actually, it works if we take this scene. And then we take this earlier scene, you know, it's like they're out in the club and then there's another scene we had that is currently earlier of them doing coke in the bathroom. We can just move the doing coke in the bathroom scene up here. We can like tighten things up and it's, you know, the conversation is thematically continuous. So it's right. a way to tighten things up. And, you know, the the director was like, but that that's a different scene. That's a different day. They're wearing completely different things. They, yeah. you know, their hair. And, and the editor goes... Literally nobody is going to notice. Yeah. And she was, it, the director goes, he was right. Yeah, they, yeah. Nobody has it's ever true. pointed that out. It's not one of the greatest things. Is, again, I had to watch that, watch the, the pilot of Firefly at the end when, you know, in the commentary yeah. when Joss Whedon points out, look, by the way, if you'll notice, you know, Wash is not holding the steering yoke. He's just pretending he's holding <laughs> yeah. a steering yoke. Why? Because that's not what they're talking. That's yeah. not the steel. It's in the background. Who gives a shit? He thought the shot was tighter, but yeah. I like this one. Yeah. So there you go. So, you know, it's like, again, that it's, it's there's nothing wrong with what CinemaSins does. I enjoy them. I, th- I think they're fun to watch, but I they, they don't qualify as satire, certainly, to, to, yeah. to say that they're satirizing internet culture of nitpicky bullshit is giving them that's way too many levels of the onion. It would <laughs> that, be that they, doesn't hold up. They but, could do that. You could do a thing you like could. Cinema you could Sins. do a Cinema Sins that's based on stuff that's so insanely nitpicky or nitpicking things that don't exist. Yeah, <laughs> just exactly. making up stuff like her hair is exactly the same from this shot to that. That can't possibly happen. You actually could <laughs> do a satire. <laughs> exactly. You could do a satire version of Cinema Sins. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. But just, I don't think. I, it's, I think the ultimate point though that we're trying to make is just, that's fine. Just don't confuse yeah. that with actual film that's criticism. Not, yeah, film that's, criticism. That's not film criticism. Right. That's just like internet bathroom reading film yeah, talk. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the life in these United States. That's humor and uniform. That's completely exactly. disposable. It's it's the Reader's Digest. Like, disposable silliness thing. is all that is. And, yeah, and, and it's fine in that sense. Like we're like we're yeah. saying, it's just that's not how you. That's not discussing a film. That's not that's not engaging with a film. Yeah. That's just you know being 
being silly about Herc it. says, I love using I'll fix it in post in the real world and just confusing the shit out of people. <laughs> this yeah. tea is too cold. Yeah, I'll fix it in post. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> I'm right. I'm going to start doing that. That's, that's great. A, it's, we, we say that all the time. So so that's why, you know, again, we, as much as we like to complain about, oh, Armand White, oh boy, he's the only guy that didn't like, you know, the movie that everyone else loves. I it's like, like Armand White. It's like, well, I don't but agree with him ever. Have you read what he said? It's like he's coming at it from a place you wouldn't maybe come from but you know it's not like he's just randomly throwing words together he's got a point that he's trying to make here so most of the time it's insane but yeah but it's like <laughs> but well you know that's that like it or not that's film criticism that's what no. film criticism is to say okay but from this standpoint what about it well um, earlier in the chat doxa made the distinction i don't know he, he was just sort of spitballing it but his distinction was uh review is saying this is how a movie's gonna make you feel and like a critique or a criticism would be this is what this movie's about or yeah. what it means I think what it means and yeah. most, and I, most, I would yeah. say the distinction as a film review is you should spend your money to go see it or not or wait yeah. for video thumbs up thumbs down and, and, a, and film, a critique yeah. is and a, now we've both seen this and let's talk about yeah, it now, yeah now now what does this mean what was what going on this, in that thing yeah, yeah. Uh, for art yeah on yeah. the larger like and again yeah. most people shouldn't care about that <laughs> We're, we we you know we don't make movies for the we make movies for those people, but we also have to make movies for the seventy to eighty percent of the audience who just need a date, a place to take their date, and yeah. want to like you know sit in two hours and have some fun. Um, I've or, never seen a robot dinosaur being ridden by a robot man with yeah. a robot sword. So all right, let's we'll, do this. We'll make that. You know, it's like and 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 the. You know, it's just the, again, that's a whole other topic, and God knows we've done it, is, you know, that's a whole side thing. Let's not, you know, <laughs> slip and fall into that. The, you know, the, the ratio of how many of this kind of movies versus how many of movies that are worth talking about are getting made nowadays. Um, but for movies that are still worth talking about and worth analyzing, and you can always go to older movies if you can't find one in the theater this weekend, you know, that's, that's valid, but not everyone does or needs to or should look at movies at that level some people do see them just as purely as entertainment and for me it's always interesting to like sort of be with that crowd sometimes just to sort of remember what what the majority of the audience weird to go back home for christmas exactly like wow yeah when you go to a movie you know and at elsewhere from Los Angeles. Which, by the way, I didn't mean that to be, like, shitty. Like, oh, fuck those people. It was more like, god damn it, I forget there's an entire goddamn country. Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole country of people having to watch these movies. That doesn't care what's in the credits. It has to be a movie that the the entire country likes. This is opening here, and also in Omaha, today. Like, whole country. At that point, it's sort of, any amount of, like, angst or or anger I'd be able to get up about this issue kind of goes away. I'm like, god damn it, man. Well, there is also the fact that, yeah, ultimately... Uh, Plus, we all die in the end. Also, yeah, and and ultimately, <laughs> none of this matters to the the film culture at large because it's like, well, this isn't affecting it, it only possibly marginally by people not you know care not caring enough to to care what they go and see, but otherwise, it's like nobody no, nobody no director, making movies. Yeah, no one, no director is going to watch Cinema Sins and now do things differently. Because, yes, yeah. exactly. Oh boy, yeah. you sure showed me. Well, I don't know. Edgar Wright changed the end of Scott Pilgrim because somebody tweeted at him. Yeah, that was a yeah. Don't tweet. Sizable that's, that's mistake. That was a sizable mistake. And yeah, it shows you why they shouldn't do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Quite yeah. Probably. Have you guys had the experience of having a, you know a conversation with somebody about a movie that you know obviously we've we've done it and we've had an extensive conversation about why it does or does not work, and then you just and then find after just, that and then after that you're having yeah. a conversation with a casual viewer and you're like you it's like. N- I no, we. I, I spent like three hours figuring this out. Yeah. I, I know, 
I know why, and it's just it's like you, and know, you can't that, be a, you can't be a dick and pull authority on it, but you yeah, also can't yeah. like stomach going back to the beginning of the conversation, exactly. and starting over, and like having the whole conversation all over again. Yeah, you just want to sit there. And I've, go, had, I've had that several times. Where it's like yeah, I agree I, with you. a lot of times about uh, 2009 Star Trek, obviously about Spider-Man too, uh, you know, obviously, uh, but other ones too. Where it's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I just I can't I can't put in the effort to have this conversation all over again but i've done the work well we sat yeah. here and well, did the work and, and well the, and, and it also feels there also there's also a sense sometime in a, in a casual thing where it's like if you figured out why you don't like a movie and somebody else who's a casual viewer likes it you're like i, I it's just unfair for me <laughs> to have this conversation with you then it's, a, it's like it'd just yeah. be mean i'm just taking yeah, something exactly. away oh, you from you it? Oh, that's point. good, good for you. <laughs> yeah that's i shot I, nice. I will often shy away from those kinds of conversations <laughs> I, I, I will now too it's more yeah. of like it's like when people talk about you know what was wrong or what was right about a movie and sometimes hit on some more you know superficial things and it it's it can be tough sometimes to because i have, I have it about the 2009 star trek all the time uh, and if someone likes a movie that is stupid and you've had a three-hour conversation about it and you want to get them up to speed real quick you know what you can send them <laughs> maybe i should do that i don't actually <laughs> i i never say oh just like, it just feels hold like, on hold on let me get the cinema sense <laughs> yeah it just feels like an incredibly douchey thing to go well actually my friends and i have a podcast and you should no. check it out for ugh. well i think it varies it you know it's if someone says oh i really like that movie you know unless you have a really good valid reason there's really no not much call yeah. to go like, no here's why you should here's why you're wrong about that yeah because yeah, yeah. that was the purpose of the movie and they got what the movie you know they went to the movie and got what they wanted from the movie and that's great yeah. that's fine it's i think it's valid maybe in the opposite to go oh yeah that movie i didn't like it because i thought so and so was really dumb it's like well that actually wasn't wrong what you're yeah. talking about you know it's like if, like i i would helpfully educate those random guys who I don't remember. I was like, oh, well, actually, you're aware there are two kinds of sonar, right? In the movie, mm-hmm. actually, because see what you're talking about. So that's that's maybe maybe that's kind of semi-valid sometimes. But um, again, it's like it's it's just mostly it's an entertainment. Mostly it's just for people to enjoy themselves, and that's the damnable crazy thing about being a filmmaker is of course we have to fight that balance with ourselves like maybe i just shouldn't sweat my theme quite so hard and maybe just put a couple of explosions in and call it done (laughs) just maybe i'm overthinking this you know it's like it's it's always hard to know you know at the end you are making an entertainment and not a dissertation on man's inhumanity to man and that's a that's a that's always so rough to find that balance you know of what it is and you know, say what you will. We're still a tiny goddamn fucking podcast. Well, yeah, sure. well, yeah no one <laughs> well we're recused from our from the conversation, as we said yeah. before. But I, I am I'm currently in about finishing an outline of a script that I'm going to start the, the. But I'm trying to. I'm writing a really, really, really detailed outline. I'm trying that experiment, so I don't you know go off into weird tangents. And the, I, I kind of still going to happen. <laughs> I'm sure it will. But at least you know, at least I'll know where the scene, every scene is going yeah. and what has to happen. And I've never even to that level done that before. So, but uh, but it's like. It's, it's, you know, I, my friends are in my head all the time as I'm outlining going, yeah, ah. like, what, what are they going to say about this one? And I'm right now. It's the same I, for me too. Yeah. For right you got friends in your head. Right now. I literally am at the point where it's like, I have a particular character motivation issue that kind of doesn't fully connect, but I'm about 90% about to chalk it up to fridge logic. It's like, I don't think in the rush of things people will get this, you know, it's like, I think the motivations are clear. And only if you go back and diagram it, will you go, wait, 
from here to there to there to there. But he also was doing this. And why was he? Yeah. But I don't think I think that's I think that will fall into fridge logic. I think I'm going to make myself like, OK, just leave leave that one be. It's like five levels down in terms of what people will probably be noticing about this particular scene in the scene. So but I could be totally wrong. And I'm sure Cinema Sins will, you know, eventually straighten me out about. Uh, and if well, they don't, also, we will, man. Yeah. I also, I also. Well, like, that's that's the thing. I it's mean, like you know, it, it will be run by this crowd, yeah. you know. And if if the as the rule goes, if the same thing pops out to the same, you know, all four people, like, okay, that's an issue, right? <laughs> and I have to think about that one some more. But if like, did you notice how she couldn't actually have possibly like? No, I totally missed that. All right, well then it'll probably work on screen too. So that's fine. yeah, it's a, it's the same for me. Well, it's now like, I'm going to be looking for it. it. Yeah, but well, it, but it actually it actually does help to to know you know if in in this particular case it's like well I'm going to run it by everyone. So when I when I run into a thing where I'm like I can't quite m- get this to make sense and I can't figure out how and I'm like fuck it I'm just gonna. Because I'm going to have to rewrite it anyway, so I'm yeah. not going to sweat it too much because yeah, they, exactly. they'll help me figure out why it's, this, why it's broken. This moment might even be totally different by the yeah. time I write my way up to it. Exactly. It's the, it's the old, uh, which is, I always forget if it was Dashiell Hammett or the other, but, you know, classic, it was Maltese, not Maltese Falterman, it's one of those one of those kind of, you know, classic hard-boiled detective when they were adapting it into a script, and it's not Maltese Falcon, but it's one of those, you know, classic ones. Third Man? Third, no, Third Man is not a... Hardboiled yeah. detective story, but one of those, either you know, Dashiell Hammett or the other guy, uh, Chandler. Chandler. Yeah. Um, when they were adapting it into a thing, they said, "Okay, so uh, then there's then the, the scene here where the chauffeur got shot. Who actually was the one who shot the chauffeur?" And he goes, "Oh wow, I forgot about that guy." <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. the, so the movie, the movie, <laughs> nor the book ever says who shot the chauffeur because no one actually knows who <laughs> shot the chauffeur. No one ever figured out. It, just, it was a thing that had to happen. So the detective could go, oh, the chauffeur's been shot and on to the next plot point. You know? But even the author <laughs> didn't know. Oh, yeah, who would have shot the chauffeur? That's, well, that, why would they have done that? That's that so is, weird. That, does get, uh, that can be a cinema sin I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I had something, but well, I've no, forgotten no, it, it. it. Not necessarily. Because well, he knew about it before. Well, uh, no, no, my point is... Uh, from Hulk's point, back to plot holes, which is nominally our topic, that I, I agree with Hulk that fridge logic is not a plot hole. Yes. Fridge logic is we know this is actually playing a little fast and loose, but we're betting you won't catch it till you go home. Yeah. yeah. And that's not a plot hole. And that and that doesn't bother us. Which, yeah. If it's going to break the, the story for you in the moment, we have to fix it. If yeah. it's not then we've got other things to worry about. A plot hole, and you know, I guess, and Hulk's, you know, goes at length about what isn't a plot hole, and I pretty much agree with yeah, every one of his bullet points. You know, again, just so just so things don't become so vague that they can mean anything. But from a screenwriting standpoint or a movie reviewing standpoint, a plot hole has meant and should continue to mean a thing, you know, a, literally a hole that the story falls into. That stops it cold. That makes makes you as the viewer go, wait a minute. They just said she could never get out of that room, and what is she doing here right now? Yeah. You know, if it makes you stop paying attention to the story to go, wait, that doesn't make sense what just happened on screen. Because of what they the rules they set up, they just broke just yeah. there for whatever reason. That's a plot. Without without an awareness that they are doing that. So they say, wait, they said she couldn't get out of that room, but then she did. 
but there's yeah. also the, and they made the movie, no attempt to explain the, how she could have done that exactly made no attempt to explain or foreshadow oh the yeah. great or the and, hammer uh, and you pocket, might you, know, you might even give the movie a pass and go well surely by the end of the movie they go how did you get out of that room yeah. oh well that was okay that's valid too yes but yeah. a plot hole but is it when gets you, go, you while you're watching it they never told me how how she escaped from the handcuffs how right. did that happen right that's whereas, a plot hole whereas fridge logic is you notice wait a second sometime later yeah, yeah, but Sometime not later. The, you're but, going, but not something on. that's so huge that you go, wait. That means the entire movie actually is kind of bullshit in terms of what they showed me. It's kind of like, well, wait, how did that guy? The difference there is actually an intent because that's a, that's hole... an interesting point because I feel like because I felt like it was the same thing because we talked about it's, like su- that that happened to me with a movie like Super Eight. You come can, out and you're like, that was kind of fun. And then you go, wait a second, that that was all bullshit. Actually, wait, wait, <laughs> yeah, wait, wait. Yeah. Oh, it fooled me. Yeah. but now it won't again. Well, yeah, but exactly. that's yeah. that's the distinction. Is it actually boils down to a matter of intent because a plot hole is something that no one really intended. And oops, and that's a mistake. And a fridge or they logic, just hoped we wouldn't catch. Well, the fridge know. logic is more. It's actually in a weird way of thinking about it. Just another rule in film yeah. grammar where it's like. I don't need to explain this because I know it won't matter. Now, yeah. now, okay, you can build what you think will be fridge logic and discover it's a pothole when the yeah. audience gets a hold of it. You know, a pothole is like, it's like, oops, they, I, thought, I thought they would, like the one thing I was just describing. It's like, I think in the rush of the moment, no one's going to actually stop and backtrack and figure that, wait, this doesn't quite connect. But maybe they will. Maybe they will at the script level. Maybe it'll pass the script level. But on, in the movie, everyone will go, wait a minute. You know, it's like, that's, that's okay, whoops, you know, <laughs> I calculated wrong. Uh, whereas another, a plot hole can also be like, they literally just never even stopped to think, <laughs> how, why does he have a car now when he was in the middle of the desert six minutes ago? You know, it's like, well, yeah, there's Dark Knight Rises. Like, yeah. wait, how did he get from the prison in Arabia where yeah. he was? Didn't back he to Gotham. climb out of a hole in Arabia with, with no money whatsoever. And now he's back in Gotham. How long did that take? Exactly? Yeah. Cool. That yeah, that's a that's yeah. an example of a plot hole because they make no so how did you get back here, Batman? Mm. Well, I actually have this secret stash of blah blah blah. Yeah. Yeah. And for me it was fridge logic because I didn't know wait, that's another country he's in, but I didn't yeah. like, you know, I wasn't paying them enough attention to like put You were just together. watching the movie at that like, point. Outside of Gotham, I guess there's a big prison hole. I guess what uh, well, I think, I how they work that. I think actually there's probably a, a good illustration of the difference of these in yeah. The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. Because Dark Knight is full of plot holes. Like if you actually like try to yeah. piece together what the Joker's plan is. How did the Joker get a, a thousand oil drums onto a, that ferry? <laughs> yeah, exactly. all, all of these like different things had to come together in exactly the right way. In a way that nobody put together while the movie was actually rolling, and it took yeah. a while for wait a second, but that had to be with that. There's that, no that, way Joker that. could have actually planned these things happening like this. Exactly. Yeah. But in the end, it's like again, even knowing that, don't care. The movie still works <laughs> great yeah, yeah, because okay. that's yeah. not what the movie's about. The movie is about this insane dude who's a force of nature. What do you think of that? Where, whereas, in, whereas in Sit Dark there Knight and Rises, let me tell you how many shits I give. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, whereas in Dark Knight Rises, it's a very it, there's similar things, and I think. For me personally, I think for you, Trey, but not for everybody. Whereas, like, yeah, that wrecks the whole yeah, thing. Well, now I Hulk- don't even know what's happening or why anything yeah. is happening. The, yeah. the Hulk article also specifically used the fact that, and I and I think this is important as well. You know, you you're willing to give a plot hole a pass, uh, even 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 if you see it, tons, even if you see it, because you're engaged in the story and because it's it's you know telling you it's it's more important that. It's like, okay, the world isn't acting consistently, maybe, but the characters are, and it's a character story, and thematically it all fits in, and and his contention is the reason Dark Knight gets away with it and Dark Knight Rises doesn't is Dark Knight Rises is much more 
confused thematically and it, it, yeah. it the emotional it through line of dark knight works yes and yeah. the, the one of dark knight rises is very confused and 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 kind of all over the place and so you don't go along for the ride on the through line in the same way and so you're distracted by the the things that don't distract that you're willing to go shut up don't care to, yeah. to, to so go that, along for the ride so on that's the a good one. point that there's, there's you will there's, totally forgive a movie for making no yeah. sense as long as you're Emotional through line is intact. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that's the problem with you know people. That's, star- that's why people like Star Trek. There, well, there's the, a. Well, I do too, but there's the interplay between how much the movie is engaging you, and if it's engaging you less on the thematic and emotional element, that's just more. That's more brain power your brain has free to look for bullshit <laughs> plot holes, right? So if if your brain is fully engaged with the story and it's compelling and it's got you on this emotional roller coaster, then you just don't have. You're not spending your brain's attention on. Wait a minute. Does that actually line up with that? And how could he do that? And where did that car yeah. or shirt come from? Yeah. But if yeah, if that theme and that emo- and the motion and the story and the through line isn't there, then that's just more space your brain has to look for that stuff. And it, it, it also depends on what kind of movie it is. It's like if you're doing a movie like The Inside Man, where it's like, okay, we're going to show you this amazing step by step of how this guy's going to crack a bank. Well, you better connect your plot <laughs> yeah. dots pretty solidly, yeah, because that's what you, that's what you told people you were going to do from the get go. It's like, aha. You know, it's like, I'm going to show you how this impossible bank job was accomplished. All right, go for it. You know, it's like, bum, 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 bum. Oh, yeah. very nice. You know, that kind of movie, you're telling people, watch out for plot holes because I don't have any. I'm yeah. that good. Yeah. I'm so good that watch what I do here. You know, as opposed to a more emotional or a more thematic, like, or you know, a, a rom-com. God or... help you, a thrill ride. You know, it's like, we're not quite so concerned with making sure that you understand that Somehow she got from Kansas City to Missouri in two yeah. minutes when really that's a four hour drive. Yeah, you know, it's it's just it depends on it depends on like it's all it's the, the Kansas City is actually in Missouri. So that would <laughs> that would work. See, and it's in both. And yeah, you it's, and it's seven weird. other it's people, you and seven other people were taken out of my rap by that. And the rest of the world <laughs> went, yeah, whatever, dude. Sure. That's great. What's your point? So, <laughs> so anything could get derailed by being too specific. I mean, yeah. you know, it's so funny that, uh, you know, any, any one of us can come at it from some specific area and, you know, but we're creating our own plot hole there. That's our own fault. We have yeah. to own that. It's like, oh, they shot that on my house, but that ar- that's not an Arco station. That's a Seven Eleven right there. I call bullshit. It's like no, that's a sorry. It's a movie. They they made it look that happens. Like it. That happens. They made it look a, like it was a Seven Eleven. That happens in a lot of uh, college movies because a lot of times. Oh yeah. A lot of times they'll shoot it at UCLA to to make you know because it looks yeah. Ivy League, oh, so they don't dude. have to go over there. And, and I'll be like, and you know, like Van Wilder, like he he runs around a corner and comes around another corner. I'm like, yeah, that corner is the opposite ends of campus, yeah. and that, but you you can't, you don't you know you can't you help can't it. Allow but that. You, but you know you you can't then go on cinemas make your YouTube video to go. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you why Van. Wilder sucks ass. Yeah. This corner is easily ten minutes from yeah, that yeah, corner. Yeah. So what the fuck, movie? I mean, that's that's bullshit. So so it, it 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 you know the it's the the setup can determine the the prestige, if you will. It's right. Like, here's what this movie is. This is a movie is a is a step by step procedural on how these guys pulled off an impossible bank job. Plot holes really matter there. Plot yeah. holes are critical to a movie like that. This is about how these two wacky kids had a wild cross-country adventure with a tiger. Eh, maybe plot holes aren't so big a deal here. <laughs> yeah. You know, so like, all right, fine. In the chat, and Herc, is, Herc just pointed out, this is exactly why plot holes in a vacuum don't actually serve a critical or analysis function. Yeah, which, I agree with that. Right, yeah. because you've yeah. got to say, this is why this missing piece of information 
is makes critical. this movie good or bad and, and or, is a problem right yeah. Yeah. hence yeah whether or not it whether or not it goes back to like i mean i use QED, I motherfucker. but yeah. whether it goes back to that nicholas meyer question of okay what is the story that's trying to be told and is that is the storyteller succeeding in the story they're trying to tell yeah. and if the plot holes are preventing that success then yes that's a problem and that's uh that's valid film criticism but if it's if the those plot holes are not getting in the way of that fundamental objective of here's the story about these human beings wrestling with some quality of being a human then it doesn't serve a function so again it's like it's like we should we should try and first for any side again i i don't count cinema sins or or honest trailers because I, th- I think they're just you know having some fun and going oh look continuity error we moving on to the next thing i don't think they think they're film criticism i think there are people who think that is film criticism but for anyone who says yeah so this movie has a plot hole right that's where you go okay that's a start point yes and go on you know and uh, and for anyone who thinks that things like cinema sins like are all by themselves a legitimate reason to go wow that movie really did suck ass it's like i think you should flip it on your head like well oh but did you enjoy the movie as you were watching it yeah i did so isn't it kind of a testament to the miraculous alchemy of movie making that all of that went right by you on the screen and you didn't actually notice the first time you never saw the dancing bear bitch yeah so you know it's like it's cinema sins can be just as much like wow isn't it amazing this movie works so well that even with all this, it was it was still popular and people still love it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, man. I I and I find that happening on on our show too. It's we'll talk about something and I'll be like, I see all of these yeah. things. I'm talking about them, and yet they ref, they <laughs> refuse to bother me yeah. <laughs> enough to. It's, uh, we were just talking Ghostbusters about Ghostbusters too. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was just saying before we started recording. You know, I before we did an episode for Ghostbusters two. I love the hell out of Ghostbusters 2 because it was Ghostbusters. We did the episode and everybody was like, no, it's actually really bad for reasons A, B, and C. And in the episode, I went, yeah, fuck, you guys are right. This is a bad movie. Uh, <laughs> and then I caught it on television a little shortly thereafter and went, nah, fuck it. I'm, I still love I'm this I'm the movie. same way. It's still, it's, I mean, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, it's bad. But, but I can't, fuck it. I'm fuck totally it. just, yeah. That episode was a long time ago. That was like episode yeah, 30, yeah. something like that. It was early one, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I mean, and this is why, like, my, I personally am not, bothered by the idea of plot hole film criticism but it's also not something that i really choose to engage with uh because i don't see the value in it for me the sort of things that i'm interested in talking about movies about don't tend to be present there so i just uh, ignore it i don't think it's going to spell the end of of overall movie reviewer you know the credibility that that this you know tried and true art form has Uh, you know it's there's always going to be some stuff that it's sturgeon's law it's sturgeon's law that's all it is yeah yeah 90% 90% of everything is crap. The thi- yeah, the, I think the thing that we're getting used to, because, because we have these conversations about criticism and about movies and, and lots of stuff, and it's just becoming, Sturgeon's Law has always applied, but now we can see all 100% because it's all up on the internet. It yeah. didn't used to be the case. It used to be 90% of everything is crap, but you can't get access to everything, and just the good stuff will rise to the top and spread itself around usually. But now everything has this f- flat plane. Field it's yeah, it's all the of downside it. of the level playing field. Yeah. Is and, we can see all those other assholes. Yeah. And so, Get off our playing field. And so it, feel, and, and so it, it creates this sense of panic. It's like everything is getting crappy. It's like, no, the crap was always yeah. there. You're just seeing it now. Oh my yeah. God, that's exactly it. That's, yeah. It's, hey, you kids, get off my playing field. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it totally is. It's like, yeah, there actually, isn't, there actually aren't more 
insane crackpot lunatics. We just get to hear from them now. They all have a YouTube channel and a Twitter account, and we were aware of them. They used to just be in the basement going, ah, spiders, but now well, they, they used to now have they have a YouTube channel. They used to have their own newsletters. They used to have their own newsletters yeah. that they would print and mail amongst each other. But you didn't know about them because you didn't subscribe yeah, to that newsletter. But now there people are, were aware they were existing. Now they're on your comment threads for your YouTube yeah. channel. And, and they're infecting your Facebook uh, feed. With this one thing that you'll never believe until you see it. Oh, gosh. Shouldn't we be killed by Fuk- Fukushima radiation by now? Wasn't that... Uh, uh, that oh, yeah. Facebook was pretty clear that that should be I have a, by now. Yeah, I have a friend that I've had to talk back from that. We can't eat fish anymore ever. The Pacific Ocean is now dead, according <laughs> to Facebook a year ago. And I, and I heard somewhere that Texas is made out of plastic and it's in the ocean. Yes. Yeah. Also, that happened. Yeah. And it's radiated. And it's, it's radiated. radiated. And, and don't even. And the chemtrails <laughs> oh, that boy. Kubrick uh, did. And, and the, uh, the airplane <laughs> that went behind a building. So that proves yeah. that 9 11 was fake. So, yeah. It's all there, people. There's wake a up, whole. Wake, up, wake people. up, people! There's a whole world of ignorant disinformation. It's not just movies. You owe it to yourself <laughs> yeah. to look at the entire spectrum of ignorant disinformation. The movie thing is just yeah. the tip of the you'll, iceberg. You'll feel much more relaxed about the film criticism thing after yeah. that, oh, I gotta tell you. Imagine people like that applying that keen, keen eye towards, you know, solving the hoax of 9-11 and, you know... <laughs> Well, that one's not a nine-eleven sins. Oh my God! <laughs> Plane goes clearly behind the building before it explodes. <laughs> I mean, bing, bing, bing. That was that, that satire. Yeah, <laughs> that I think we have. That's worth doing. Yes, and bear in mind, nine-eleven sins. You might think that what we're doing right Conspiracy now sins. is criticism. Is, is, is criticism of criticism, but it's not. What we're doing is is it's satire <laughs> yes. of criticism. Yes. Oh, yeah. Now, like Ben does mention, he goes, people can now post about things that they never noticed. And, you know, other people comment they didn't either. I'm like, that. the other upsetting thing is people telling you, people now posting about things they never noticed where you're like, that, you, well, then you missed like half the Lone movie. Lone Pine, Twin Pine? Uh, yeah, the yeah. Lone Pine, Twin Pine thing. Yeah, it's that's, like, yeah, you shouldn't, t- if you didn't notice that, don't tell people that because yeah. that's just embarrassing. Right. <laughs> now, back in the day when, you know, Back to that, that particular example is is right on the cusp of home video. Most of us didn't get to see Back to the Future a lot repeatedly yep. for several years thereafter. If you happen to finally get hold of a you know a VCR and a copy of the movie, um, so it was kind of a bit of a treasure in when it was in theaters. Like you really could have you, missed you something. could you could easily miss that. You mm-hmm. could miss that. It is something that kind of was more discovered once home video came out. Mm. But again. It's now a 30-year-old discovery. <laughs> it's not new. It's not brand new. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, yeah, my issue with that wasn't so much that somebody noticed that they hadn't noticed it before. That's fine. I certainly didn't notice it in my first yeah. dozen viewings. Fine. It, wa- it, was, it was the wrapping of, here is a thing that nobody has yeah. ever noticed. I have really, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You won't believe what this intrepid viewer discovered yeah. in Back to the Future. And we're like, oh, bless your oh, heart. Oh, that's yeah. so cute. Oh, that's so nice. Well, that's, and again, that leads to the, the misuse of the word plot hole is just as widespread as the misuse of the word Easter egg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of like, no, something that happens plainly on screen and was part of the story, that does not count as an Easter egg. Yeah. Fun Easter egg in Back to the Future. He drives a DMC DeLorean. <laughs> Full stop. Yeah, that is so great. Yeah. So I bet you a lot of people didn't notice that. 
10 things you didn't notice about the fact that it's a DeLorean. Oh, Number God. 10. Anyway, this has been The Intermission. You can always find more episodes of this and other shows, some of which are actually film commentaries, at friendsinyourhead.com. Go to the forum. It's wonderful community of people, and it's growing every single week. Twitter.com slash friendsinyourhead. Facebook friends in your head. Friendsinyourhead at gmail.com. Buy our shirts, give us money, big PayPal button, not asking, just saying. Holden Hill, design and maintain the website. And until next time, my name is T. Christie. Ryan Finifter. Scott White. And this has been The Intermission. Thank you very much for listening. Good night, good night. Now, you might not have noticed, but it wasn't Armand White actually talking in that episode. <laughs> but I... You'll be shocked. I will. Ding. I will, Ten I, things you didn't know about. I think it's time to... I am I am Hulk. I am Drunk Hulk. What? Drunk, drunk Hulk. Not Film Crit Hulk. It's yeah, just drunk no, Hulk. Drunk Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> Trendsinyourhead.com.